0: or if you work on your own you kind of have to establish some kind of timetable that works so definitely for kids at home timetables and schedules work um, in these times and if you've got like chaos going on at home and it's really difficult for everyone to function together the best place to start is with a timetable Um, this is what we do in schools of course everything is run by a timetable um and parents maybe sometimes don't know you know how to do that um
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another. This is a special. This is a special podcast, or this is a special conversation with um, this guest that I have today, and um, she is a special educator at the Aspire Academy in Qatar. She's also the founder and host of the Wellbeing and Wonder podcast. So she combines elements of what works in education with holistic therapeutic practices and sprinkle some creativity on it so that she can actually tailor what works in any setting. So, and she, yeah, like I said, special educator. She's Carla Magdalene, and we're speaking to her right now from Doha. Carla, how are you today?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you doing?
1: Hey, not too bad. Um, given the circumstances, yes, I'm very, I'm upbeat right now. So it's all good yeah yeah so how's your end?
0: it's good it's all quiet over here um we've been indoors for a while actually um a bit longer than you guys in Doha, i think um we've been indoors you know than london should i say we've been indoors longer than you have over there in the uk um so it's been quiet for a while it's peaceful
1: all right so um let's jump into this quick This quick conversation. Yeah. Given, given, say, the current reality of what we're actually seeing right now for people that are actually working from home and people that are running their businesses from home or mompreneurs, single moms, single dads that are actually working from home and the kids who are actually at home right now. Mm -hmm. It is... A new challenge for parents. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. it
1: is. So it's 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 kind of both ways. So one for the dependents, which are the kids and the family that are actually depending on you, and two for yourself, how to be more productive. So, um, yeah. So we can you can take which one you want to take first, and go on with the second question later.
0: Yeah, I think that one can't happen without the other. I think that mums, dads, parents or whatever can't really be productive at home if the kids are not settled and, and they were in, you know, working and kind of um, cooperating. They can really ruin your business right now, can't they? Um, and also, I guess they can't learn as well. They, a lot of kids are on homeschool, you know, online learning and all that kind of stuff. So they're not going to be able to do that and engage with their learning as well if their parents are kind of, you know, dysfunctional. So I guess everybody's working together now. They're your co-workers, aren't they? Your kids at home.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a unique situation where you have to be possibly um, more space. You know, who is, who, is, who, who is in charge of the TV, who is not in charge of the TV. So like we discussed this morning I was telling you about how to how to make my son more organized or more focused or more and you gave me a very good tip of scheduling so can you just maybe walk us through that
0: Yeah I would definitely say that you know as we know you know as business people as you know adults who have been in the work world for a long time Productivity is key you know, to success, whether that's as an entrepreneur as or as an employee working for a company or as part of a team. Um, and most people will say that productivity begins with some kind of routine or schedule or timetable. Um, and again, that's true if you work for someone and your hours are fixed or if you work on your own, you kind of have to establish some kind of timetable that works. So definitely for kids at home, timetables and schedules work Um, in these times. And if you've got like chaos going on at home, and it's really difficult for everyone to function together, the best place to start is with a timetable. Um, This is what we do in schools, of course, everything is run by a timetable. Um, And parents maybe sometimes don't know, you know, how to do that. Um, But it can work for families as well. And it's a really good place to start, especially if you've got older kids who Um, need personalized or individual attention, or if you've got kids of all different ages and it's really difficult to balance the needs of all of them at the same time, then sitting down and making a schedule together as a family, whether that starts with your own work schedule, maybe for someone like you, you need to be left alone for a few hours a day so that you can run your business in peace and quiet. Um, And definitely for me, I'm doing online classes at the moment. So I have to have a schedule, um, and everyone knows that kids, cats, noise, everything has to be out of the room at that time for me to do those classes. So schedules are really, really important and probably the best place to start if you're having any issues. Um, have a look at the schedule, get the kids involved in making the schedule, especially older kids. You know, kind of sit with them, talk about what needs to go on that schedule. And once you've agreed on it together, you can move forward then you, with a bit of structure in the day.
1: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> see, you mentioned something just now about sitting with them i i sat with after speaking to you this morning I sat with my son to make to make a schedule i did i did print out one of these daily planner and what he he just i saw two same stuff see from two two to four I said what was this he saw chilling chilling with my <laughs> chilling with my friends. <laughs> Telling <laughs> my friends online, why playing, <laughs> why playing the game that was, that was between two to, between twelve to two. So yeah. she was, he wants to he wants to chill between two to four to play that same game. That's like six hours straight. Yeah,
0: yeah um, but you see, you got you got an insight into how he thinks there, didn't you? If you didn't do that with him, you wouldn't have been able to see how smart he is and how he thinks that he can he can get one over on you. Um, you know and then now you know how he thinks you know where to go from there don't you so now you know he wants six hours online with his mates doing gaming and communicating about gaming and you have to decide if that's what you want or if that's suitable for the family and now you've got a conversation going whereas if you didn't put it down and he didn't you know pencil it and let you see that that's what he wanted you wouldn't have known you know And, and then that's where the battles come because he would have been sneaking and doing that and thinking that you weren't noticing, but now you do know you can kind of you can work together, can't you?
1: Yeah, true, because he wants to even know my schedule. Like, um, dad, when are you doing your podcast again? I like how does that affect your own timetable? <laughs> so he wants to like factor me into his own schedule. So yeah, that as at that good. time we'll be doing something else. Yeah, kids yeah. are kind of smart. I know. How do you deal with? the youtube addiction or What? what's I suggest in regards to youtube addiction and the games how do you do um,
0: i think everything goes down to examples first so before you deal with your kids you have to deal with yourself so sometimes as parents we spend like two three hours on instagram or on facebook or on, on youtube or whatever and we might say that we're doing it for business or whatever which is is different and um, some of us do and some of us don't you know we say it's business but really it's just aimless drifting on the web so some of us are addicted to technology some of us are addicted to youtube as well so if we are we kind of have to tackle that first because once you've broken your addiction or recognized or at least acknowledged it then you'll begin to relate to your kids and understand where they're coming from also if there's not much else going on in the house if there's no structure no games no family time or if family time actually means mom and dad are sitting with the kids in the room while they're on the, the mom and dad are on their phones kids are not really going to cooperate with you. So you kind of have to all be on the same page um, and admit that there's an issue. Um, Kids really, it's not healthy for them, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally to spend long hours every day on technology of any kind. Um, Even if it's for something productive, like online lessons or something, that's why all the schools have got a limit now. So if your kid is showing any signs of addiction, i.e., um, getting up first thing in the morning and going on the technology and not wanting to come off all day or not being able to sleep, you know, staying up in the night on in the bed, on the phone and things like that, getting cranky or screaming and shouting when you're telling them to come off. Those are signs that they're starting to get addicted and they're losing their balance. Um, and again, schedules help. So as a parent, it's up to you to decide how much time you want to allow the child on it. And I would say kids really don't need more than three hours a day. Even that's pushing it. Um, and if they are on technology for longer than three hours a day, it should be with breaks in between, you know, with other tasks. So let's say they do an hour of online learning in the morning and then they have a break and, you know, kind of have breakfast and go for a walk or, you know, do something that's away from the technology. And then maybe they get another hour later for a game um, and then back off again for something else. So it's kind of on, off, on, off rather than a solid burst, um, there's loads of information out there for parents about how dangerous technology is, you know, for kids um, in terms of the effect it has on their bodies and their brains. So it's definitely wise to control it, but it's up to each family to decide how they do that. And again, the schedule helps once the kids know that they're allowed on it for a certain time and the parents are going to follow up with them when it's time to come off. It usually takes a few days for kids to get into a new routine routine. But well, eventually they'll cooperate if they know it's a system and that you're following through with it.
1: Yeah, true, because this is this is the current reality that we are facing right now. Before we used to like in the morning eight o'clock the kids are gone, yeah, and you have that six whole hours to yourself or seven hours to yourself until they come back. So now eight o'clock, oh, you're still here, yes. 9 o'clock, oh, you didn't go. oh, yes. 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. We are still in the same house, cooked up together. So yeah. it is, the reality is so, yeah, like you like you rightly said, we need to actually work on ourselves to start with because if we are yeah, guilty as charged, I spend a lot of time online, so, yeah. So how would you, yeah, you I know you've mentioned scheduling, look at it look look just take a look at yourself first and know how to prioritize when to no 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 know how to like prioritize when they should be on and when they should be off, sit down with them. Is there any more tips that we can go on the last question
0: yeah Yeah, I would definitely say as well is what else do you want them to do so if you're going to take the technology away like you said school was filling you know like a six to eight hour gap in the day including transportation back and forth and clubs and stuff like that maybe even longer but now everything's finished schools clubs football everything the kids are indoors so you've got to come up with ways to fill that time and this is what teachers have been doing for years um, I'm sure no parent would want to know that you were sending your kids to school and they were the teachers were putting them on the computer all day long. And I hope that there are not teachers out there that do that. Um, but what we do is we break up the day into chunks for the kids. So they'll have an hour of PE followed by an hour of history. And hopefully the history lesson is not online and then the math lesson online and every lesson online. Maybe there's 15 minutes of online in a class and then 10 minutes of a discussion or group activity or a drawing activity but that's how we do it in schools. We break it up into chunks and you would have to do the same at home. And you'd have to come up with things that you want your kids to do in those hours. So, you know, an hour of reading, I would definitely say that every kid should be reading for an hour a day. Maybe if your kid's not used to reading, you can't sit them down and make them read for an hour a day straight away. But reading should definitely be part of their daily schedule. Obviously, some kind of learning activities that don't involve technology. They could be word search puzzles, um, jigsaws, um, drawing, painting, craft activities, Lego. Um, You can get them box modeling. You can get them to, um, if you've got a kid who likes to learn on YouTube, you can kind of strike a compromise with them that they can find a video on YouTube with your permission that shows them how to make something but they have to put the device far away that they can just watch the video and make the thing at the same time. They can do things like that. But also those things are possible with no technology at all. You can download the worksheets for how to make a bird out of paper or whatever for your kids and print that off um, and then give them the printout and let them do it from the printout. Um You know, they can make dens if you've got a garden. They can go outside in the garden. The weather's quite nice everywhere now. Um, They can go outside and plant seeds. You know, they can play a game outside with their siblings. And kids also, they come up with their own ways. So if you just tell them, no, we're turning it off now and you need to find something else to do for the next hour, after a bit of a sulk and a protest, they'll usually find something to do. And funnily, you might find that they will then fill that time for longer than you could. If you just leave them to be creative, maybe they'll be gone for two, three hours. Maybe not at first, you probably get the whole, you know, mommy on board, daddy on board, and really they're just hinting because they want to get back on their on the devices. But you can come up with all sorts of ways, you know, to fill it. Cooking is a good one as well for kids. Kids love cooking. Um, you know, they like making cakes and all that kind of stuff. So you can get some stuff from the supermarket and get them cooking. Um, try challenge recipes with older kids that take long, you know, an hour or so, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, no, not, not quick things, you know, not, none of those chocolate rice crispies, they'll be done in 15, 20 minutes, get stuff that has to be baked and they have to read the challenge recipe, you know, things like that are really good for kids. Um, And it helps them as well, you know, to develop skills and things like that um, that, that they need, they still do need those things. You know, technology is not the answer to everything. Um, Also find out what they like. Some kids like to paint, a lot of kids, most kids are creative, they like to make something. If it's not painting, it's drawing. Music, some kids like to make music. You know, some of them have instruments, but they don't play them, they're sitting in the house because they're on the technology all the time. Um, All the stuff that you bought them, that they stick under the bed or leave in the boxes, get it out, you know? Chess, all those things that are in houses that kids are like, oh, I don't play that anymore because it's online. Shut down the computers and say, okay, let's get the games out. Scrabble, you know, and um, what's the other one? My son likes Monopoly. They've got all sorts of different types of Monopoly now. Superhero Monopoly and um, things like that. Yeah, instead of, you know, ordering another game or paying paying for another computer game, if you're going to order stuff, order a few board games off Amazon. And get them back how we were when we were kids we played board games um, and they're right. good for learning and stuff like that and they have a lot of fun kids have a lot of fun once they once they warm up and they get into it and um, they'll enjoy it um, so those are some other ideas of what kids can do that you know isn't technology um, and of course you might have to just as a parent sneak online
1: <laughs> sneak, online.
0: <laughs> sneak yeah. online and google things that kids can do that don't involve the internet or technology and then Sneak off again when they were when they're not looking. Um, yeah, it's all about creative. Okay, okay.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Carla, for having, given us your your time and your expertise this this day. And um, we'll take this on board. And for those of you that are listening, so how can the listeners get in touch with you, or just a little bit about how they can connect with you so
0: yeah, they can follow me on uh, Instagram, Carla um, Magdalene. Um, they can also find me on YouTube now. I've got a YouTube channel where I post videos about topics like this. And of course, they can listen to you know listen into the Wellbeing and Wonder podcast and leave comments and things like that for ideas and ask questions about topics that they find challenging in these times with children and learning and stuff at home. So, yeah, those are the places that I can be found
1: at the moment. All right, great. Thank you very much for for your time. We're grateful to you, for you to be here. And um, stay safe, stay at home, and enjoy.
0: Yeah, I am doing. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. All right, then. Bye. Bye-bye.